First Thessalonians chapter number four. My Lord, there's some Holy Ghost stuff in here. You know, some old sister said a while back, she said, you know, you're going to get out of this exactly what you put into it. If you're not willing to put anything into this, it's hard to believe that you're going to get anything out of it. But I'm glad that God doesn't judge us for those moments of weakness and moments of attitude. He just keeps on loving anyhow. You know, this coronavirus and this lockdown stuff, I've never worked so hard as I have in over almost 30 years of ministry, but I love it. I want to tell you something. This was a great wake-up call. There are some takeaways that we will talk about as a result of this coronavirus. There are some takeaways. And so when we're back to having church as normal, we're going to have revival like a rabid dog. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and go. Come on, show your teeth. Do it again. We are literally going to go to people's homes and drag them out of their home. Just kidding. Let's start with the back row of this church. Just kidding. First Thessalonians chapter 4. We are going to start. You guys came here for preaching and I came to preach. But I sure have enjoyed worshiping God with you, man. No, no people can do a Holy Ghost party like Holy Ghost people. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 13, if you got to say amen. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. When you look at the word of God regarding the end times, the word sleep there does not mean taking a nap. It does not mean going to bed for the night. It means that you look like you're dead. But spiritually, the Bible says you're asleep. Just like seas in the Bible does not mean water. It means the mass of humanity. And they, the church at Thessalonica, had become concerned because their, some of their beloved brothers and sisters had actually died before this beautiful thing called the rapture. Verse number 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So the apostles explained to them, you're, you're concerned thinking that people that are dying are not going to go with us. And he's saying that the dead shall rise first. This is corroborated and substantiated in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1, 51 through 53, which we're going to look at in a few moments. Verse 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Look at somebody and said, we're leaving. <clears throat> one more time, verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, a voice, and a trump. That's what I want to preach on. A voice, a shout, and a trump. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your godly people that are here today. God, we pray that the power of your spirit will go beyond our inadequacies and inconsistencies and give us what we really need, God, from your perspective, from your vantage point, God. We ask it in the name above every name the name of Jesus Christ, and everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated.
out of all the books in the Bible, the entirety of 66 books, no phrase, verse, or scripture anywhere equals the magnitude of this human event known as the rapture. If you miss the rapture, you back there in church land, you missed it. I'm going to say that again just for effect. If you missed the rapture, it's good to have Pastor and Sister Marks here all the way from Sandpoint. What time was your service? 11? Was it good? It was great. Praise God. Cornerstone South just got a brand new building. They're getting ready to start church right on, was it 29th? We didn't come to play no game. If you missed the rapture, you really missed it. I mean, like that is the greatest event in the entirety of the human race. Verse number 16 describes to us that it will include three events, if you please, for lack of a better term, three audible announcements or proclamations. A shout, a voice, and a trump. And I'm not talking about Donald. Somebody from this church sent me an email about six weeks ago. They said, Pastor, do you think Donald Trump is the last Trump? And I said, no, he's got children. So we are not talking about a political figure. We are talking about three audible proclamations that are to arrest the undivided attention of God's people, a specific group of people. You still have your Bible open to you. Turn with me, if you would, please, to 1 Corinthians 15. This is the only other place in the entirety of the New Testament that describes this incredible event. Verse number 51, the Apostle Paul says, Behold, I show you a mystery. The rapture is a mystery. And I realize that the word rapture is unbiblical. It is not, it is not found in the Bible. But it describes, and I'm not validating the fact that we use a non-biblical term. You could use the word resurrection. You could use the description a catching away. You'd be equally accurate, if not more so. But the Bible said, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We already talked about that. But we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Everybody said, praise the Lord. This is not the very first time God's people have ever been exposed to a demonstration of this nature. In fact, in the book of Exodus, chapter number 19, now the, the nation of Israel has been delivered from Egyptian bondage, and they've been delivered from Egyptian captivity, and they have had the blood applied to their doorposts, and they have gone through the Red Sea, which is a type of baptism, and they have been led by a pillar of fire by night and cloud by day, blood, water, Holy Ghost. But they did not really know God. And so God tells Moses that in three days, tell them to wash their clothes, tell them to remain pure, 
And in three days, I'm going to come down on the Mount Sinai and I'm going to meet with them. And so in the book of Exodus, chapter number 19, Brother Clark's going to help me out. Verse number 16, and it came to pass on the third day in the morning, and there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount. And the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Verse number 19, and when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. The people were hearing one voice, and God's leadership was hearing another voice. The reason why God allowed this incredible demonstration, in fact, it became so terrifying to God's people that they looked at Moses and said, we don't even want to talk to God. We, we don't want this. This is, this is, this is scary. This is, this is, this is it's scaring the kids. It's scaring us. The, the sound of the trump got louder and louder. It went beyond 100 decibels. It got so loud that people started stopping their ears and started moving backwards. And they looked at Moses and said, you talk to God for us. And Moses spoke to the people and said, the reason why God did this, such a terrifying demonstration of his power, is that you might not sin. And of course, 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, as a commentary to what happened to God's people in the wilderness, said, with many of them, God was not well pleased. For many of them fell in the wilderness. But the most important aspect of the Old Testament regarding things that make a sound is found in the book of Numbers, chapter number 10. If you have your Bibles open, why don't you just go there with us. Numbers, chapter number 10. That projector above you guys is not on. But I need Numbers chapter 10 and verse number 1. And everybody that's got it say amen. Verse number 1 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver, and of a whole piece shalt thou make them, that thou mayest... Thou mayest use them, look at this, for the calling of the assembly. And for the journeying of the camp. So one trump or one trumpet is to be, we're going to get into this because there's a series of signals that was given by these incredible trumpets. But the very first trumpet is for the gathering of the assembly. In the Bible, we're not going to go into this and do an exegetical study of Numbers chapter 10, verses 1 through 9, but the very first purpose was for the gathering of the assembly, and it required both trumpets. The first trumpet was to be blown with an unending, unvariable blast, one note. The nation of Israel was over three million people strong by this time, and there were three tribes that were to the, every, every, that entire environment of the nation of Israel was broken down in such a way that three tribes lived on the north, three tribes on the south, three tribes on the west, and three tribes on the east. And in the middle was the tabernacle. Your life is supposed to revolve around church, not your occupation. Do you want to go in the rapture? I'm showing you how God's Old Testament people were a typology, a foreshadow of exactly what is happening with us. And what was to happen was that one long blast was to get the entire congregation together to meet on the east side of the tabernacle. Because when God moves, he always moves from east to west through the entire Bible.
Then in this passage of scripture, it talks about an alarm. And an alarm was different from a call of the assembly in that it, it was one horn that had broken notes like dee-dee, 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 dee-dee. Like if you were to pull the fire alarm on this building, don't do it because we got you on camera. But if you did, it would go that's exactly how the trumpet sounded. One trumpet was for the gathering, and then the alarms were specific. The very first group, three tribes, through the alarm, were the three tribes that were on the east. They were to get in line and get into position. The second grouping of notes was an alarm, and it was to the tribes that were on the south. And once the east was in position, and then the south was in position, the rest of the congregation would fall into position. And then the last trump, the last trump would be, we're moving. Let's lift our hands and give God the praise. You say, well, that's great for a fairy tale. That was 8,000 years ago. Brother. God's got the, God hasn't changed. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you would be smart to find out what the Bible says. Somebody clap your hands and give God the praise. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10, verses 25 and 26 says, Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Go to the next verse, please. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no sacrifice for sin. This is the New Testament version of what was to place, take place in the Old Testament. When you come to Cornerstone and the man of God preaches, he is preaching you out of sin. He is preaching you out of the world. He is preaching you out of relationships. He is preaching you out of backslidden. He is preaching you out of being backslidden, how to be half-hearted, how to be lukewarm. Somebody clap your hands and give God the praise. This is from the sound of the trump. The only people that can handle those trumpets are the sons of Aaron. It was the ministry. This is all laying a foundation in the Old Testament that has a typology, a fulfillment in the New Testament. And the only people that could handle these trumpets because it was for gathering and it was for moving. Every time you come to this church, your pastor or an evangelist or a man of God is prepared to get behind this pulpit and blow the trumpet. Because the first dimension of you moving is coming out. You got to come out of your sin. You got to come out of being backslid. You got to come out of being lukewarm. You got to come out of being half-hearted. Go ahead and clap your hands. The first responsibility of that trumpet is not so you can dance. There were people that talked, to, Jesus was talking to Pharisees and said, you know, we blew a horn or blew a flute or blew a trumpet. You wouldn't dance. You wouldn't mourn. When you come to the house of God, the very first trumpet that is blown is to bring you out. God calls us out. 35 years ago, I was on a stage in San Francisco, and the voice of God called me out. God's calling people out from all over this world to be ready for the rapture. Clap your hands and give him real praise. Come on, somebody. You can't get this at home. 
You can't get this online. You can't get this on YouTube. Come on, somebody. The Trump is being blown. God calls you out so he can call you in. And if he can't call you out and he can't call you in, he won't call you up. Clap your hands and give God the praise. You ain't going to hear it. I'm going to prove it to you. You ain't going to hear it. Come on, somebody. My God, we're in church today. Let's let the spirit world know I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm getting this. I'm glad I'm in church. I'm glad I'm in the Holy Ghost. I'm glad I'm with my brothers and sisters. God's trying to call some of you out from acting like little kids and call you out from playing religion and call you out from being backslid. Clap your hands and give him praise. Then the second trumpet that we blow around here, Brother Scotty, is to call you in. Because without holiness, nobody's going to see the Lord. You've got to be willing to leave your stuff at the altar. Because, see, it's not enough just to sit here. Because the man's got a responsibility to blow the trumpet. <laughs> see, in our world, all I need is music. All I need to do is feel Jesus. Did you know feeling Jesus is the lowest common denominator that the human race can feel? Well, get off my back, preacher. I'm praising him. Even a prostitute can walk in and realize God's worthy of praise. Let everything that have breath. Somebody going to heaven ought to be able to outpraise a prostitute. Somebody going to heaven ought to be able to outpraise a drug addict. Somebody going to heaven ought to be able to outpraise a denominational religious person. Somebody that's called out and been called in and is already for the rapture should be on their feet should be running the aisles. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Oh, I want to go to a good church. Pastor, you all done a good job here. You got good music, and nice building, nice carpet. Pews are comfy. They got lumbar support. I think the next ones are going to be hard. Naughty pine. <laughs> no. Nice place around here. They're nice, man. I feel God. Good singing. Everything's great till that preacher gets up. You want to know why? This preacher's responsibility is not make you feel good. It's to bring you in. Because you ain't going up if you can't be brought, oh, come on, somebody. You ain't, you ain't coming in unless your fornication goes. You ain't coming in unless your drug addict stuff goes. You can't come in unless your filthy rags are washed. You can't come in unless your bad attitude's gone. You can't come in. It's my job as the messenger to blow that trumpet and say, this is where the power is. This is where the victory is. This is where the... It's your choice now, big guy. Come on, somebody, give him praise. It's not enough just to come out. You got to be willing to go in. You'll have to forgive me. This is my third message today. Just moving a little slow. Pastor, how come you ain't wearing a mask? If I did, I'd have a big hole here. And I'd say, this is what I think about all that CDC stuff. I came to praise. I came to exalt. I came to magnify. I came to edify. I came to glorify. Come on, somebody. Come on, let's go on in together. Let's go in together. We came out together. Let's go in together. Somebody praise him. 
Somebody exalt him. Somebody glorify. place you're going to get ready for the rapture is not you sitting at home in front of a computer screen. you got to have an immediate, anointed, appointed. I'm not saying God can't speak to you in your house, but I'm saying that this is in the midst of the congregation. God is now gathering the congregation You know what this pandemic showed me? It showed me that some of you need a real prayer life. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Man, I had really high approval. My, my approval ratings were higher than Joe Biden's before this service started. You are not why we're doing these devotionals and I'm standing in front of a camera more than I've ever stood in front of a camera in my life. It ain't for me. I'm doing this because you're God's property. You're God's possession. He shed blood for you. He poured out the spirit for you. He sent me here for you. Come on, clap your hands. This ain't so I can feel good. This ain't so I can retire. This ain't so I can play golf. The sound of the trumpet is going to call you out and then bring you in if you plan on going now if you ain't planning on going I've noticed over 26 years of pastoring that some people like Cornerstone they love it for the social benefits this is a culture y'all are just a great group of people you're clean you don't cuss at least when I'm listening you're all modestly dressed you're all behaving until your pictures on Instagram show up and your skirt is halfway to the moon. I'll save that for another message. Man, that pastor's getting up in my bed. You know what this pastor's doing? This pastor's trying to make sure you go. This pastor, because God loves you and I love God, I'm doing this for him. I'm doing this for him. I'm doing, come on, somebody clap your hand. I'm not doing this for approval ratings. I'm not. Man, I've seen some stuff on Instagram you don't even need me to talk about. Man, I thought that guy was a saint. Now they're an ain't. Yeah. Why would you put some stupid stuff on Instagram. Why would you do that for the world? Are we so insecure that we actually feel better about ourselves that somebody likes? You need to be delivered of that. I will pray for you. I will fast with you until God puts iron in your gut and you understand I ain't what the world says. I'm what that Bible says. Church service, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 25 and 26, is all about a coming out, coming together, and going in. We go into the presence of God together. The Bible says that the glory of God has gone up with a shout when we praise together. and we, We're all entering into this together. I will enter into his gates. I will enter into his courts. We're not doing this so that... You know, the gym's closed, so I might as well do it at church, you know. Oh! Somebody was here a long time ago said, you guys don't need no gym membership. You guys work out more than anybody I've ever seen. Well, I'm not working. You can take one look at me and tell I need to lose some pounds. I ain't doing this to lose pounds. I'm doing this because God's worthy. And I know that's how you feel, too. You're not doing this. You're doing this because he's great, and he's greatly to be praised. Come on, God has gone up with a shout. Somebody shout. Somebody give him praise. 
That's okay. He's coming back with a shout. Now let me really get down to where I need to preach to you. Oh, Lord. What was the last 20 minutes? That was me just being nice to y'all. I'm just kidding. I'm just having fun. You know, I haven't seen you guys in months. Is it okay if I just have a little fun? You know, pastor's working himself to the bone. I'm like, need a cane, need a wheelchair, need pampers. Just kidding. Just making sure y'all are awake. I'm loving it, man. I love the word of God. I love the people of God. All of them. Big, small, yellow, green, black, white, neon, orange. We got an orange president. <laughs> Somebody's going to walk in this door one of these days. It's lime green. Dude, I'm waiting to see somebody lime green running the aisles around this church. 50 people follow him just to get a better look at him. The last trump of the book of Numbers, at least in this context, gathering and moving, one trump was to gather, and as I've already mentioned, the other trump is for the movement of the congregation. That's the last trump, is for the moving. This scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, let me tell you, I have devoted myself to studying the Word of God. And when you talk about this thing called the rapture, there are a lot of different opinions. You know, there's a reason why Jesus said, don't worry about the end times. You know, Jesus did say that in Acts chapter number 1, verses 6 through 8. Because the main thing, the main functionality of the church is winning souls. See, God wants to take people with us. If, 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 you're, if you're coming out like the trumpet is blowing, and you're coming into this like the trumpet is blowing, you're right where you need to be. But there were, what happened was the disciples... The nation of Israel had been under Gentile rule for many, many moons. And the disciples, right at the ascension of Jesus, the disciples still did not comprehend what their purpose and their role was in the plan of God. They said, are you going to restore the kingdom again to Israel? What that meant was, are you going to pull us out from underneath Gentile rule and set us back to where we were? And Jesus said, don't even worry about it. Don't worry about the times and seasons that the Father's put in his own power because you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. The main, the main responsibility of us is to have revival because there's people that need to go in the rapture. But there's a school of thought that thinks the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation period. The tribulation period is a seven-year parenthetical period of time in which it's judgment on the world and then judgment on Israel. I, there, I don't even want to get into this. We'll do this in another service. But there are people that believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, the mid-tribulation rapture, and the post-tribulation rapture. Now, I have a preference. Honey, I want to be on the first skateboard out of here. I don't care if that skateboard's got an ex-drug addict. and I don't care who's on that skateboard. I want to be out of here. But this scripture, and this is really where I want to go with this, and I'm, I'm closer to being done than you probably want. The voice, the shout, and the trump are all audible. They are not visible. 
Are you still in here? Faith come by. Now you're on board with me. If you ain't hearing the trumpet now, I think I think you're right where I need you to be right now. Faith come by seeing, feeling, dancing like the pastor. Faith come by. See, you can fake people out with what they see. Oh, there's brother, sister, brother and sister sewing up back there. In the next church, I'm going to have binoculars to look way out there to see who's there. Are they here today? Yeah, they're here today. Okay. Night vision, you know. That's how. See, you can fake people out with what they see. Hey, praise the Lord. Love you, Brother Jim. You can pick up a person's spirit by what you hear more than what you see. Well, they're here today. Just be happy. I'm glad you're here, but I'm going to wonder if you're going to be there. I want you to be here. We're trying to get the whole city in here. But once I get them here, don't expect me to give them hors d'oeuvres and a little glass of wine and act like we're a denominational church all of a sudden because we got the mayor and we got this person. We got, we got big money people and Bill Gates is here. Oh, Bill, if Bill Gates is here, I'm going to preach like you ain't never seen this preacher preach. Why not? We want you to be here because you can't get, wait a minute, you can't go there until we first get you here. That's why as a pastor, I usually, when it's, once I've retired, I'm going to publish a book on excuses I've heard from saints. And it's going to be entitled Saints, Ain'ts, and in between. Where was you today? Ah, uh, you know, the cat got stuck in the drive. Well, why didn't you just leave him there? I hate cats. Get to church. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say that. I'm supposed to be preaching. If you're not hearing the trumpet now, Here's where I'm going with this. I do not believe that the audible proclamation of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 are going to be heard by this world. It's interesting because you rarely find this, especially in the book of Hebrews, which is a New Testament commentary on the Old Testament all in one book called the book of Hebrews. And in Hebrews chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 4, it continually, over and over and over again, harden not your heart, harden not your heart. If, if, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart, harden not your heart. How do you shut off the hearing of a child of God? They harden their heart. And the Bible says that it's the deceitfulness of sin. When that trumpet is trying to call you out of your sin, if you continue to stay in your sin. You just, what you're doing is, and I don't even know if this is perceptible except by God. You just continue to harden yourself and harden yourself. You know, I've seen it where, where God has to come in and almost cause an automobile accident where somebody is like on life support before they're finally, man, God. (laughs) 
I'm a believer that the minute we believe that it's God that's speaking to us, we ought to immediately do it. See, I think we need some of that old-time religion that says obey them that have the rule over you. Like in most people's lists, that's on a little piece of paper in the back pocket, and they hardly ever go back there, except they put it in the washing machine, and oh, there it is. If the preacher is drawing a line, or he's preaching against sin, and he's using the Word of God, I am not talking about preference, my God, no, this is not about personal preference, this is the Word of God, but he is bringing conviction, and you know it's conviction. That is no time for you to step back. That is no time for you to figure out how you can do it and still maintain your facade, your mask. It's time for you to say, you know what? God is trying to draw me in. God's trying to get me ready for the rapture. God's trying to get me ready for this thing. God's trying to get me in. God's trying to get me in. Hearing loss is one of the greatest problems in America today. Because all that rap music you're listening to. Not only shaking the car you're in, but it's shaking my car that's three cars over and two cars back. Forty million Americans today have hearing loss problems from the ages of 12 up. I had a hearing test done a while back at the request of my darling, gorgeous wife that probably figured I was no, trying to tune her out. And she thought, he's not listening to me, so he needs to get a hearing test. So I went and got a hearing test. Actually, it was not my wife at all. It was my grandkids. You know, my grandkids, they're having a whole conversation, but they're right about where my knee is. And I'm like, what? Point your mouth towards right here. Okay, take 15 minutes and tell Grandpa what you just said. I, I can't do that to my grandkids, so I went and got a hearing test. Some of you have done the exact same thing. Because I love my grandkids. I don't want to miss out on a big deal. But their conversation is like way down here. And my partial hearing way up there. And so I went and took a hearing test. And they put some big fancy bows and Dolby head deal on me and put me in a booth and said, okay, every time you hear a sound, just go ahead. And I just felt like I'm just going to do this before it's even on. But if you, if you fail that test, you have to wear big old honking trumpet ear deals. Somebody says, you must have flunked that test. Yeah, I did. I, come, I came out of it, and they said, well, and I'm thinking, I got 100% in this hearing test. I'm, just, I'm telling you the truth. I'm thinking, I don't need hearing aids. I came out of that thing. I said, I must have done fabulous because I was pushing that button the whole time. They said, actually, you got 70% on it. 70%. They said, yeah, you have suffered all from a certain kilohertz. From a certain level up, I couldn't hear anything. So you cannot allow yourself to become spiritually tone deaf. Uh, there was a guy that used to go to the church many, many moons ago. I said, Pastor, if you don't preach against television, I'm going to wonder if you don't believe against it. And I looked at him and said, if I got to preach against television every time you come to church, you got a bigger problem than television. Get in that altar. I'm not going to waste my time and preach on subjects you want me to preach on just so you can think that I'm being spiritual and apostolic. I'm going to preach what God, God sent me here with this message. God sent me here with a word for somebody. God sent me here with somebody. You're not going to make it with partial hearing. You got to hear everything. It might just be a still, small voice. And you're going to miss a lot if you don't get it. Well, I got to have God talk to me real loud, like the big, you know, we used to drive around town. We had the house speakers in the back seat. Only problem is, it was an eight-track player. 
I'm really dating myself. We thought we was cool driving around the neighborhood with a big old house speaker in the back seat. God might just whisper to you, trust me, I'm with you, keep going, keep walking, go ahead and get rid of this, I'll give you this. It may not be like the preacher, the pastor that's preaching to you and blowing the sound of a trumpet. It might just be in the midnight hour. Your eyes pop open and all of a sudden God says, I'm here. But the problem with the last day church is they have a hearing problem. Because the only church of the seven churches of Asia Minor, the only church that had a hearing problem was the church at Laodicea. Many biblical expositors take a historical approach to the seven churches and say that it represents seven definable chapters of, of world history in which the church played a part. I don't particularly agree with that. But nonetheless, it's widely accepted that the Laodicean church is a prevalent end-time scenario. Go to Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, please. Behold, I stand at the door of knock. If any man is listening, in Revelations chapter 4, verse 1, can you go there real quick? Brother Clark, apologize, I'm just pulling that on on you. Revelations 4 and 1. After this, and looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were a, please, a little louder. Come on, man, I flunked my hearing test. Many biblical expositors believe that's the first reference to the rapture in the book of Revelation. Come up hither. But the last verse, the last series of verses of Revelation chapter 3, was a group of people in the church where Jesus had to say, if you're, if you're listening, why don't you let me in? Because I, I really want you to know. That's why I called you out. That's why I never left you alone in all the years. I, didn't, I let you survive a wreck. I let you survive a divorce. I let you survive being on drugs. I let you survive that lifelong alcoholic situation. I let you live that you might be with me. If you can hear me, let me in. Thirty-five years ago, I'm minding my own business, playing in a rock band. We were all a bunch of dope-head, maggot-infested, long-haired, greasy, long-haired rock band. And I'm the only guy on the stage that I know of. At 11 o'clock at night, the curtain parts and a voice speaks to me. Bless your heart. You think I'm going to backslide for some stupid world? You think I'm going to walk away from a God that called me out of darkness for money, for fame, for stupidity? You think I'm going to walk away from this when he personally called me out? If he called you out, you've got to be willing to let him call you in. Because he Lift your hands and give him praise. Maybe this isn't the style that you want out of religion. Maybe you just want one of those one-size-fits-all raptures where I can live any way I want to live and do anything I want to do, and I just want to fake it till I make it. Honey, you ain't going to make it. You need a preacher that is from his exalted position, puts that trumpet to his lips and say, Come out, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith God. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my children, saith God. 
having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Let's stand. The shout, the voice, the trumpet. Let's lift our hands. God, I don't want to develop a hearing problem or a preferential hearing. I want what saith the Lord. Come on, let's lift our hands all over this building. It is the will of God that we all come out, we all go in, and then we all go up. Come on, somebody. Come on, musicians, we need you. Come on, let's lift our hands all over this building and say, God, I may not fit every bit of that, but I needed that today. Nobody can see the stupid things I'm doing, but only God. God, let you live another day so that we might be with him forever. Come on, let's lift our hands and give him praise, Jesus. This altar's open. Whoever you are and wherever you are, this altar's open. Can you hear his voice? He's softly knocking, seeking your attention. open. You're welcome to come. God, I'm taking my first step today. I'm walking out of the problems. I'm walking out of my pride. I'm walking out of my arrogance and my self-sufficiency. Yes, 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 yes. Sing out in the God, let me go far. 
If you're still here, you have already sent the loudest message to hell that you could possibly send. Devil, you have hit me with your best shot, and I'm still in church. I'm still in the house. Come on, somebody. I plan on going all the way. I plan on going all the way. Despite your scars, despite your wounds, you are in the house of God. Somebody praise him. Somebody lift your hands. Somebody praises. Somebody come Let's sing a song. Somebody lift your hand to give him praise. Reach over and lay your hand on the shoulder of a brother. We love to call your name. We can Will we proclaim your great name, your great 